You're listening to Infertility Bites. Infertility Bites, but it bites a bit less when you're not alone. My name is Casey, and I'm blessed to be joined by my co-captain in this journey, my wife Sarah. Hello! On this series, we're going to talk about our experiences dealing with infertility. It is important to note that we are not doctors or even experts, just people that understand how difficult and lonely it can be. Each person's journey is unique, just like a fingerprint, so it's best to leave the medicine to the professionals. The last episode was all about change, specifically learning to expect it and roll with it. Make sure to check that episode out if you haven't, and let us know how change hit your situation. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the costs I get. Yeah. So... Costs for infertility treatment is a lot, and it can be overwhelming. And most insurances don't cover for Mm -hmm. any of it. Uh, A lot of it depends on the state you're in. Some states require coverage for it. Some, a lot of states don't. Uh, Nebraska, where we're located, does not. Uh, But there are some people who do have coverage for it. However, even when you have coverage, it typically has has limitations um, that aren't going to cover the entirety of your expenses. And so it still can be very expensive. We've talked a little bit about it before, but I kind of wanted to delve into the costs a little bit more here. Uh, For those that are just new on this and haven't really started budgeting out, this kind of can help you get a little bit of an overview, an idea of what to expect. Um, Because it can be, you know, overwhelming. It, it really, really can. So, um, and and every person's situation is going to be unique and different. Uh, you know, we had to go through full IVF, but fortunately we were in a situation where um, Sarah's embryos developed fine, so we didn't need anything like donors in that respect, um, which can be a lot more expensive. But there's going to be a lot of things. And the biggest thing is it can get overwhelming because they itemize it. In It's not just a package. Here, X number of dollars gets you one round of treatment. It's split up amongst every little thing. And so if you need more testing, that's more there. If you need uh, different screening, if you need genetic screening... All of this stuff kind of adds up. That's what the initial consultation is going to be. The doctor is going to kind of get an idea in the first time what plan you're going to go through. But everything, like our last episode talked about, is subject to change. Um, when we had our first initial consultation, they thought IUI might be an option for us. Yeah. After doing some more testing on Sarah and then... My semen analysis, it turned out that IUI was not going to be the best option for us. And that changed the plan there. Um, I'm going to be going off the the price list, the current price list for... 2021. Uh, yeah, for 2021 for Methodist Women's Health, um, which is where we went through. This is the most updated one of theirs. So it's actually a little more expensive on here than what we had to deal with. Because again, ours was three plus years ago um but 
depending on where you go, the prices will be different. So I'm I'm going to kind of generalize. I'm not going to give the exact numbers as they appear on this because this is more about giving you an idea about where roughly things are going to line up. But most places are going to charge an initial cons- consultation fee. It's going to be upfront, going to do the f- moment you walk in the door for your first ever meeting with them. Yep. Like, give us money. And, and you know, I mean, it's fair. Uh, at at Methodist, it was like around 400 bucks. I think that's what it is right yeah. now, $400. Um, and that's just up front, and then the doctor sees you, and then they devise a plan. Now, the price list that they're going to give you, wherever you go, is not going to include at least usually not going to include the drugs on the price list because you're not going to get your drugs directly from your fertility clinic. You're going to order them from a specialty pharmacy. And if you're lucky, you're going to live in a town that has a specialty pharmacy that you can order from, you know, call up and then go pick it up or whatever. At the time, we didn't live in a town that had one. So we had to order by mail um which adds a little bit of frustration a little bit of worry i should say more worry just because it's all so time sensitive Mm -hmm. and then you know people do take things off people's porch and so i think i was always concerned just that some random person would be like look Mm -hmm. there's this package or it doesn't arrive in time and you're out one day and and that can throw your whole some of them are temperature wise so Mm -hmm. you're also worried about you know all sorts of things but so in terms of of medication depending on what route they're going uh whether you're doing ivf or iui or or an fet frozen embryo transfer or whatever right you're talking anywhere from around three thousand to nine ten thousand dollars over the course of one treatment um and it can be more it can be less and that's something that they're not going to be able to predict at out the door because it's going to depend a lot on how quickly you go from treatments to ready for implantation right um if you just need to do IUI, IUI is going to be the most affordable option. It's going to be the one that doesn't break the bank uh, per time as much. Yeah. You know, a lot of people could uh, easily swing. It's usually around $800 per time. That doesn't include the drugs again, but $800 per time. And and many people could could budget $800 into their month pretty easily you know to do it but it's still it adds up still a chunk of change it's a chunk of change and again add in a thousand dollars in drugs and then it's a different thing altogether Uh, but if you have to go through ivf then that's when things start start going up um you've got uh well Going back, even with IUI, there's going to be certain things that are going to have to happen. Uh, you're going to do some screening labs, right? Those aren't super expensive for a lot of them, you know, screening for uh, different um, diseases like HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, things like that. 
you know, usually around 25 to 50 bucks each, right, per person if you want to screen both, um, everything. There's going to be a day three lab panel that's usually going to be around $300, you know, that's something that's going to happen either way. Um, depending on the protocol you're in, based on the, the doctor, they may do labs like estradiol, um, LH, progesterone, things like that. Those are going to be roughly uh, 50 bucks each. But if you're on an IVF treatment, you might have to do six of them or seven of them sometimes. So that's going to add up there. You may have to do uh, things like the, and I'm, I'm totally going to botch this name, but a <laughs> hysterosalpingogram. That's a, it's a big word and it's got way too many vowels in it. Um, but that's, that's ultimately, that's where they're, they're, um, injecting dye in <laughs> and checking to make sure your fallopian tubes are, are clear and all of that stuff. That can be one to $2,000 there. Um, the guy, I'm I'm a big proponent of having, checking the guy out. I've mentioned before the 30-30-30 rule. 30% of the time it's, it's exclusively on the woman. 30% of the time it's exclusively on the man. And the other 30% of the time it's probably both. So 60% of the time the guy is somehow involved. Uh, semen analysis. Um, 500 bucks, right? That's a that's a big deal, you know. That's a big chunk of change. Um, if you need ultrasounds, and you will oh, need yeah. ultrasounds, right? Like we've you, said, I had to get one almost. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is just the ultrasounds before. Yeah. You're pregnant, and then of course, once you're pregnant, you've got all of the ultrasounds after that. But so ultrasounds, you'll need probably three or four. So that's you know going to be nine hundred to a thousand dollars there. Uh, that's, that's a big thing there. Then you get into, like I said, IUI, 800 bucks, depending on all the other treatments you have. IVF though, you've got all sorts of things that you need to deal with. Um, you potentially, depending on the male situation, have to have testicular biopsies. Um, and that can be $1,500 in just lab fees and fifteen to $3,000 in urologist fees right there. You've got um, the uh, biopsy for pre-implantation screening. That's where they they check the genetics of the, um, the eggs to make sure that they're healthy, that they're quality, right? Sometimes you're going to um, have the choice to maybe not do it. Sometimes you have the choice, you don't. Sometimes you have to do it, sort of a thing. Um, you know, the retrieval itself is going to be seven to $8,000, right? And that includes the fertilization, the sperm processing, all of that stuff in there. That's the big chunk of change one. But, um, you know, on top of it, You've got then the big one, the embryo transfer. That's when they actually take the embryos, the fertilized eggs, and they implant it. That's going to be about $3,000. Yeah. 
So you can see this starts to add up. And it's it's so hard to wrap your brain around how much it could be up front because because it's itemized out, you don't know exactly which ones you're probably going to yeah to and, deal with. You just have to. And still, every week, at least for us, I was going in and that was four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I was taking some drugs, but not well. Yeah, I was taking stuff, but but I mean that's. None of that's including the four hundred dollar weekly visits we had mm-hmm. just to, and they were like tops, like ten fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would just check to see how things were looking down there, and she'd be like, "Okay, looking good, okay." And of course, adding into that for us an additional expense. Oh yeah, because as I said, we're not from Omaha. We weren't living here at the time. Um, our little town was about three hours away from Omaha. So um, that's approximately 200 miles. So we drive from small town Kearney to Omaha for a 10, 15, 20 minute doctor's appointment and then drive back to Kearney. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's a tank of gas. That's another 20, 30 bucks, depending on your car. Uh, you're probably going to have to eat food somewhere in that. So there's more there. You know, all of these little things add up on it, right? Um, then there's um, cryopreservation, uh, right? So um, if they're if they're just cryopreserving the the eggs um, unfertilized, um, that's a thousand bucks. If they're uh, cryopreserving them fertilized. I, like in our case, we've yeah. got, I want to say it's like five or six eggs. Yeah, something um, like that. That are, that are cryopreserved waiting for us to get a chance to use them. That's about a thousand bucks for them. Uh, that doesn't include the fact that every year... Yeah, we get a bill. We get a bill from the cryopreservation center saying, hey, pay us to keep these frozen eggs um and we do and we do because there's always a dream the hope that we'll be able to do this again in the future um as expensive as it is it's worth it so so i i wanted to kind of talk about this because all of these things just add up they just kind of go on top of each other and on top of each other and they just keep stacking and it can get really overwhelming to to see all of this stuff come together that's why it's important to to be aware of it and plan accordingly you know understand depending on your situation you're looking at anywhere between $3000 to $30000 there and then I told you that we were fortunate enough to have healthy, healthy embryos on our own. If you need donor eggs, that's like 40 grand, $40,000. And and I get it. It's a supply and demand thing. It's quality, all of that stuff. But, you know, you're already spending $30,000 and now here's another $40,000 on top of it. This can get out of control and when you're doing it all out of pocket it is absolutely overwhelming which is why i'm 
I'm 100% down, down with the idea of doing anything you need to do, right? If you need to set up a GoFundMe and get friends and family to donate some money to help you through this, do it. Yeah. If you need to open an Etsy store and start selling handcrafted, you know, hand-woven mittens or whatever, do it. I remember while we were there, there was a place for you to do gift certificates. And part of me is like, man, I, I wish if I would have known that, I would have been telling people. Of course, we didn't know we were going to have to go through this. But, you know, if you've got some family members and say, you know, like, hey, for Christmas, what are you doing? I mean, you could just say, hey, you can gift certificate me. I mean, mm-hmm. this was at, this, was, of course, was at Methodist. I'm assuming everything, every place has something like this. Mm-hmm. But, you know. When it comes to holidays or birthdays and you know, where normally people will get you stuff, you just say, hey, $25, $50, whatever is all going to be, uh, it's all going to be important and it'll all add up and you will use it. So I recommend mm-hmm. that too. Look yep. to see if you have something there. And like I said, for, for us, we were fortunate enough to have um, equity in a house that we could leverage towards paying for this and i uh unfortunately we don't have that house to leverage although we had it leveraged about as much as we could at the time um but you know that's not something that we can do for this time but i know some places have arrangements with different banks um lending facilities and stuff to help you finance through them um but like i say if if you need to set up a gofundme set up a gofundme if you need to um sell you know hand whittled whistles on etsy or whatever do it you make buttons or or hex set up an only fans i'm not gonna judge whatever you need to do to uh get the the funds to pursue this I'm 100% down with. I'm, I'm not going to judge anything. Because um, just looking at this, you know, you need, you know, uh, $400 for the initial consultation. Then you're doing $8,000 for the egg retrieval. Um, and then $1,000 for the embryo transfer. So now you're at almost uh, almost $10,000. And then... Um, Oh, you got to do some some um, biopsies, so that's another two thousand dollars there, and then um, you know four thousand dollars worth of drugs, and that's low end, but that's where it's going to be there, and then another thousand dollars in labs. I mean, you can see these just sort of adding up, adding up, adding up, um, and and you know you need the the um the the different um sonograms and stuff like that that's and so you know instantly you're up to that twenty thousand twenty five thousand dollar range and yeah and maybe it would be helpful i mean if you had i mean whenever you you decide to go through this to get this sheet and to show people because i don't like my family didn't quite grasp how expensive it was they were just kind of like what what and I even wish I would have just brought the paper with me and been like, this is what I'm talking about. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's, I think people, like they always think of just the turkey baster situation and they just think, well, that can't be too expensive. They just don't understand. So 
sometimes mm-hmm. showing people physically like this is the actual price list, the bare minimal of everything you're going to be spending. Mm-hmm. And so I recommend people show your family so they can kind of see because then that's maybe where they'll be more willing. And I understand not everyone has a family that can help out. Um, but I mean, if you do or your friends and maybe your friends might know someone that, you know, you just mm-hmm. you never know. But I'm just, I, I wish I could have gone back in time and I would have been just been like, here's the paper. This is, I mean, people just didn't grasp. You took out a $25,000 loan? Like, what? I don't get it. And I'm thinking, well, I know why it, where it all went, but mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, saying that could be helpful. I mean, the simple fact, even even just typing out or taking a picture of the price structure from from whatever clinic you're going through and putting it on your GoFundMe page. Because that's something I didn't think about at the time. We did video updates on our GoFundMe page about thank you for donating to to the GoFundMe and you're helping us out. We've made it this far on our goal, but you know, we're gonna start our treatments, all this stuff. But we got about a thousand dollars out of the GoFundMe. And it definitely helped. I've talked before about how the GoFundMe helped us out in other ways that weren't financial. But it did help us financially. But I almost feel like it might have helped us more financially if people coming to the GoFundMe actually saw how much money was needed to do it. Um, Because like here, we talk about having some eggs frozen. I didn't even talk about one thing on here, the frozen embryo transfer. That's almost $5,000 there. That doesn't count the drugs that Sarah would have to be on to prepare her body for yeah. the frozen embryos. Um, it doesn't count any of the labs that they'd have to do. It doesn't count the consultation fees there. So so here we're in a situation where you've already got some eggs. They're, they're fertilized. They're of some decent quality yeah um and so we we can have some expectations for them to be successful but you know we're looking at probably about 10 to twelve thousand dollars just to do frozen embryo transfer and that's that's the cheaper route um and so that's why i say i mean i'm not ever gonna judge anyone for doing anything they have to do to to try to go through this. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to judge anyone who looks at this price list and says, you know what, I'm going to think adoption because, because yeah. it's stupid expensive one way or another. And, and I just want people to, to finally reach their goal of, of having a little bundle of joy that they can bounce on their knee. And, and uh, genetics don't matter at that point. It's all about being family. Yeah. So, so, so that's why I just wanted to kind of talk about this because I think there are some people, some of our listeners are really early in the the journey. And I say really early. I'm a I'm a big believer that your journey is a lot longer than you think it is because your journey in infertility started that first time you said, "Hey." I think we're ready to start trying for a baby and it didn't succeed. 
And then it continued the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, so on and so forth. And then after you've, for a year, then you start talking to a doctor and the doctor's like, well, you know, maybe we should try this and try that. And for us, we've mentioned it was six years before we got to a point where we were actually talking to doctors who really knew anything about anything, right? Um, so a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm just starting the journey. You've started the journey. You're halfway through the journey, most likely. You're just now to the point where you think you're in the journey. But, um, but those people relatively early on who haven't had a chance to talk to an RE yet, who haven't really started to do this, it is important to know where the numbers come from and how big they can get and how they can kind of tumbleweed forward. And, and we were some of the lucky ones. And I, it's always weird to say that because we had to go through this infertility battle that a lot of people don't, but uh, we were lucky because our first try with IVF was successful and every day on one of the Facebook groups or the Twitter yeah. uh, groups that I follow, you'll I see people who are not successful and they're heartbroken and it's get back up and do it again. And and it can be absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and I feel for them. And all I can do is send as much good juju their way. Which is why we created this podcast is to help send the juju around, um, but so that's that's kind of all we have today to kind of talk about the the money side of things. Um, a little more in depth. A little more in depth. Um, if we missed anything, if there's something that you feel like we should have talked about, hit us up infertilitybitespodcast at gmail dot com. At Infertility Pod on Twitter, Infertility Bites is on Facebook. We're all over the place. Let us know. You can send us direct messages on anything. Uh, let us know what you think we should have mentioned a little bit more on this or should have gone more in depth on this. Um, on top of that, I mentioned on the last episodes that um, we we really need more more stories, more submissions from from listeners. Um, so if you are in this journey, whether you're just getting started, whether you've been in it for a long time, whether you've been successful or had failures, we want to tell your story. So um, head on to the link. There's going to be a link in the show notes to our flow page. It's going to give you a link straight to the way to submit. Let us know your story. This show really works best when we have some of your stories to tell. And and we're low on stories right now. Um, so tell your friends, tell other people that you know that are going through this about this podcast, about where they can submit their stories, because I want to tell more stories. That's what this podcast is really about. Um, so submit your stories to us so that we can get it out there to the world. If you've got a GoFundMe, we're happy to send people that way. Oh, yeah. Um, get you a little bit more um, on your way. I think that can help. If you have an Etsy or whatever, we're happy to help, right? 
Um, but we've got Facebook, Twitter, email, all of that stuff. The links are going to be in the show notes so that you can uh, get in touch with us however you need to. If you are enjoying this show, reviewing it on whatever platform you listen to also helps us out a lot. It helps other people find this show. It helps them understand what we do. And if you're comfortable sharing this on your social media, I know that this is a sensitive subject and some people aren't ready for their friends and family to know all about it. Um, but if you are comfortable, if you're to that point, or maybe maybe this is where where you let people know that you're dealing with this, share this on your social media. Just say, this is a podcast speaks to me. Um and and let them know that also helps us out a lot. But for now, we're going to wrap things up for this week. Um, as always, may your dreams of tiny feet be answered soon. Thanks for listening. We're going to let our little scientific miracle send us off with loves and kisses. Bye. I love you. Hello. Hello. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.